0: Hello and welcome to the 8th episode of Visination Hundo Rokro. This is your host Ritika signing in from Mumbai and I have my co-host Abhishek with me.
1: Hello everyone.
0: And today we start our day with a slightly unconventional topic of Islamic banking. Standard Chartered Bank is keen to launch Islamic banking in India because India has the second largest Muslim population after Indonesia. <clears throat> um, how Islamic banking is uh, different than the conventional banking method is that a conventional uh, banking method is based on the banks earning money from the interest that it charges on giving loans. Right. Whereas under Islamic law, which is based on Sharia principles, the payment of interest that is called as riba oh. is considered as a va- So a bank cannot charge interest on any loan as well as, when people come and deposit money in the bank, they cannot give interest or that. It's so, like
1: social service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not exactly social service because uh, the Islamic banking products are designed in such a way that they are based on sharing the profit and loss.
1: Uh, so basically, if uh, say if I am an entrepreneur and if I want to go seek for venture funding from an Islamic bank, so mm-hmm. I go there. And they'll provide me capital. I provide them labor, and then we share that mm. in fifty-fifty. Right. And then whatever the profit or the loss.
0: Yes, right. That whole thing is called as a uh,
1: mudaraba. you have done your <laughs> PhD or what? <laughs> Riba, <mudraba>, cool. <laughs> yes, uh.
0: just getting too authentic. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So
1: then, yeah. The, I think uh, the idea is that uh, Islamic banking also does not allow uh, me, that is an entrepreneur, to take. responsibility of the risk and uncertainty. Right. Because
0: the whole Shariat principle is doesn't want to keep the whole onus Hmm. of a business on one person's head. Oh, okay.
1: It's more social than business, right? Because it also prohibits yes. investments uh, in what Islam normally considers uh, a wife, like dealing in alcohol, pork, or gambling. Yes. But then how does yes. it make money? You also mentioned that they don't lend yes. at interest. So
0: It's like if I go and I want to buy a house, and I go there and ask a bank to lend some money. Hmm. So uh, what the bank does is it buys the house from the owner hmm. and then sells it to me oh. at a profit. But I don't have to, that money and one go to the bank, I pay it as an installment. Like how we have bank installments.
1: Right, right. But
0: again, if, if I default on that loan payment, then I am not held responsible.
1: Ayla, why? There is
0: no additional penalty for that late payment. Because the house is still in the name of the bank until I pay the whole amount of uh, money. Oh, okay. So that house is being shared between me and the bank.
1: Okay, right, right, right. The fact that it is profit cannot be made explicit and therefore there are no additional penalties for late payment and all. That's why they don't, yes. don't want to do that. Okay. Yes, right. But apparently it's a huge market and in Malaysia, Indonesia and Southeast Asia. Most want of
0: the Muslim dominated uh, countries.
1: Still in India, the RBI has not given it a green yes. signal.
0: Yeah, Islamic banking currently doesn't come under the RBI Act. But RBI allows some financial products through the non-banking financial route in few regions. But it doesn't allow uh, Islamic banking as such. So Standard Chartered, which is uh, the global leader for Islamic banking, they also have an Islamic banking brand called Sadiq, which means truthful in Arabic. So they want to launch Islamic banking in India Hmm. and though they have officially refuted that they have gone to RBI and asked for permission, but it's a buzz again <laughs> that uh, they, they are in fact giving consultancy to RBI that how they can come up with uh, new guidelines governing Islamic banking and making it uh, possible in India. Okay. So on one hand, we just talked about Islamic banking, which is more about equitable distribution of wealth across the society. On the other hand, we have a major airline, that is the British Airways, which has been fined for price fixing and cartelization.
1: Yep, that's correct. I mean, they have been fined a whopping half a billion dollars because uh, British Airways, along with Virgin Atlantic, they, which, which control most of the aviation industry out there, uh, they fixed prices uh, on long-haul passenger routes, which were very discriminate. So price discrimination is what they did, and they got fined. The British Airways got fined.
0: In fact, the two firms uh, discussed fuel surcharges Hmm. at least six times between August 2004 to Jan 2006. And during this period of two years, they rolled the fuel surcharge from 5 pounds to 60 pounds on a ticket.
1: Why wasn't Virgin Atlantic uh, sued for this? The
0: reason for this was that Virgin Atlantic... ...blowed the whistle on this deal. Ah, uh-huh.
1: okay.
0: <laughs> there was a legal department of Virgin which alerted the authorities. And it was not because of some selfless uh, dedication <laughs> to consumers' welfare. Okay. But uh, it was because Virgin hopes to benefit from the EAMC policy... ...which is a part of the Competition Act
1: in U.S. Okay. And
0: therefore they grant immunity to firms which blow the whistle.
1: So this is similar to uh, a mom uh, who's got four kids saying that who stole the chocolate, tell me and I'll not punish him. (laughs) Yeah,
0: actually.
1: (laughs) But what about all those passengers who had to cough up that extra 100 pounds?
0: Yes, so it's not that Virgin is going to go entirely scot-free because the American passengers, especially who are going to, you know, file suits against uh, British Airways and uh, Virgin Atlantic, there even Virgin will be equally responsible and its reputation will also suffer. Oh.
1: So there it
0: will have to pay up. But uh, you know the disturbing thing about this whole cartel is that this sector is operated in an idle market condition. That is, it has a large number of players and large number of customers. And when we study in economics, we say that in such conditions, uh, such cartelization or monopolies are uh, difficult to find. They are more present where oligopolies or some three, four main suppliers are present in the market. So, in spite of the fact that idle market conditions were present,
1: this happened. But back home here in India, while the Indian Oil Corporation, which is the largest supplier of Mm -hmm. jet fuel in the country, it reduced oil prices by about 2.3%. But, Mm -hmm. airlines like Indian Airlines, Air India, Jet Airways, they have increased the surcharge by 150 mm-hmm. rupees so basically when an airline sells you a ticket for one rupee it comes mm-hmm. with surcharge of 1100 right. so now it will be off right. 1250 bucks
0: that's true in fact in india in late 2006 and that time there were similar rumors of a collusive action hmm. in area of fuel surcharges in india too where the fuel surcharge was charged irrespective of the distance covered And in spite of the reduction in the aviation turbine fuel cost, but then it seems that at that time these attempts failed because the low-cost airlines like Deccan
1: refused to play ball. But India is the only country, I think, where the ticket prices are one of the lowest in the world and almost all players are in the red. So all these players who are increasing their surcharge, even though the cost (laughs) of fuel has come down, it's quite justifiable. To me, as mm. a passenger, even though I'll have to pay that extra rupee for flying between right. say Bangalore and Mumbai, but that's mm. okay because you know Thyagrajan, who's the owner of uh, paramount Paramount right, mm. he says that he was so fed up with the price competition he said to change a seat belt or to repair a seat belt itself costs around eighteen thousand rupees, mm. so you imagine the costs in repairing accessories as small as those, and then you ask for ticket prices as less as one fifty rupees and which will take you from Mumbai to Pune in a bus right. so. Now everyone's breathing happily because a lot of consolidation has also happened. Air India and Indian Airlines, the merger has just taken off as of yesterday. Okay, so when we
0: uh, talk about uh, airlines, then how can we not talk about (laughs) Kingfisher? Yes. And then if we talk about Kingfisher, then how can we not talk about Vijay
1: Yes, he's just uh, signed a five-year advertising deal worth 100 crores with NDPV. And they're coming out with a new Mm -hmm. channel called NDTV Good Times. In fact, the channel's logo will feature the
0: Good Times tagline of Kingfisher and as well as that Kingfisher bird inside a red square box.
1: Oh, Okay. So this is, I think, first of its kind where a brand, a corporate Mm -hmm. brand, is being cross-promoted on television throughout.
0: NDTV has decided to launch some four channels in this year. Two of them are going to be uh, Indian channels and two they are going to launch overseas. So after they launch this Good Times, they are going to uh, launch uh, something called as Metro Nation, which will be a city-specific lifestyle channel.
1: Everyone's getting into wellness and lifestyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, they have Roblin, chef, and uh, tech, technical gurus and cocktail specialists, etc. For these channels.
1: Oh. And Malaya has just bid successfully for a Formula One team, also called Spiker Ferrari and so we can't call him a liquor baron anymore, can we? He he buys... No way. <laughs> he goes into an industry, buys a the company, then builds it up like a startup, and then gives it away to his managers, and then goes down to buy another company from some other industry. An interesting thing is that UB has got nothing to do with this, United Breweries. This is all of his personal investment of $103 million in this company, because he's a fan of fast cars, is what he says. And he also yeah. foresees that... Uh, India will host a Formula 1 championship as Mm. early in in the next two years and uh, the new company's name will have India in it. Oh, that's a good news. Yep, And uh, you know, one thing is Formula 1 is the only sport where the driver has to pay to the company which he's representing Mm. to uh, drive the first few races. And Narayan Karthikeyan did not have that backup. Tata supported him so long as they could. And then Mm -hmm. he had to withdraw himself from Formula 1. So here is an official Formula 1 company which will support young drivers. So by the end of uh, 2008, he'll have complete control over uh, this company.
0: So moving on from uh, one form of gaming to another form of gaming that has caught the fancy of most of the youngsters and the not-so-young today, and that's uh, the online gaming. So uh, the news is that... uh, Virgin Comics has signed a deal with Sony Online Entertainment to produce games for a personal computer. And the Ramayana series of Virgin Comics has been
1: chosen for this purpose. They'll be coming out with video games for personal computers only in the beginning. And Hmm. advertisers uh, are singing the tune of this new medium where they can put out their ads and it's pretty interesting. You know, there is a company called IGA in the United States Hmm. which uses... IP addresses, that is, Internet Protocol addresses of players' computers to deliver advertising suited to their location. If I'm playing a video game here, and if Mm -hmm. I'm driving a fast car, and uh, they'll have a radio Mirchi play in my car while I'm driving. They know that this IP address is that of an XYZ coming from Mumbai. So they'll put a relevant ad there, and if you are in France, you'll have a French language radio advertisement there, in virtual car that you're driving.
0: Nowadays, really, I mean, advertisers, they find innovative ways of advertising. It is no longer about
1: some TV and print ads anymore. You're right. And you know how this all is measured? Mm-hmm. Nielsen, AC Nielsen, which is said to be the last word in measuring <coughs> advertising of mm-hmm. tele- in television, they've got something called Nielsen Gameplay Metrics. Mm-hmm.
0: So,
1: you know, if if we are playing a counter-strike, which is a shooting game, and mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm shooting you and if I miss, if the bullet misses you and hits a billboard, Uh, On which there is an advertisement, then they'll measure the time that I spend in staring at that billboard. Yeah, I mean all that little things. uh, How how much how long do I pause, and the angle and the distance at which it is viewed, and all those little things. So I don't know how much of it will be really helpful for all those advertisers, but they are measuring. Yeah,
0: Virgin Comics has also signed a deal with a company called as Jump Games Limited, which is an Indian company to create mobile games. And it has also signed a deal with UTV Motion Pictures for creating four Indian superheroes. And these superheroes will be launched across mediums like publishing, film, animation and gaming. Like we have Superman and Spider-Man, now we may have some Indian heroes. I mean, we can have uh, Krishna as a hero. I mean, QTV has been successful in making Krish and Hanuman earlier in the superhero genre. In fact, Virgin Comics is founded by, uh, Chadar who is a former employee of MTV and DC Comics, and Gautam Chopra, who is the son of wellness guru, Deepak Chopra. When they founded Virgin Comics, their main aim was to create Indian comics with local characters and local visuals. So you, in their comics, you have those busy streets with autorickshaws and you have traffic and yeah, with, you have women wearing saris.
1: With people uh, peeing on the sidewalk and all that. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've gone that far. You were yeah. supposed to project a good image of really, it. Right, right <laughs>
1: absolutely. The
0: <laughs> and yes. they were then joined by Shekhar Kapoor and their first set of comics was Shekhar Kapoor's Devi and Snake Woman. Oh, okay. You know, Shekhar Kapoor
1: is a CA also. Oh, is he? (laughs) Yep, just as a trivia.
0: Then at that time, they were looking for uh, investors and that's when they found uh, Richard Branson who saw this as a good, I mean, who saw potential profits in this idea and he invested and that's how the. Name Virgin
1: came. Virgin came. Over. Oh, okay. So yeah, this man—I don't know where he sits. He gets all the information about all the industries, and he <laughs> knows where to invest. And yes.
0: And it's not only in India. I mean, they are expanding in China, Japanese. So uh, they are coming out with localized content everywhere. And in, even earlier in India, we have had popular uh, comics like uh, from uh, Amar Chitra Katha. So we had na those uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Panchatantra books and uh, those comics, right? Yes, yes. So but then it seems that uh, that was read mainly by people in India. But the virgins model is such that you know they want to make comics with India. Indian characters but they want it to be successful around the world and especially in US with their model is such that they're not only really targeting Indians here but they are more towards targeting Indians outside. Oh,
1: okay. Talking about animation, uh, GPCP who had made the huge blockbuster Shole, his grandson has signed a hundred million dollar deal with British Nandi Communications to remake Shole and its animated version. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money, and it's for the first time that a production house has been part of as big a deal as this one.
0: Yes, that's right. And it also includes a prequel and a sequel, along with the movie and the animation. And uh, earlier, when Ram Gopal Varma had asked for uh, the rights of the movie, V.P. had refused.
1: Yeah, and then he made a really bad film, and they say that <laughs> if you want to... Yeah, Ram Gopal Varma's Shole or Ag, or whatever he likes to call it... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends called me up and, and told me, if you want to have a lesson in filmmaking of how not to make a film, then you go watch this film. Yeah,
0: You can start one more
1: podcast, I will say. And you know, it will have a bigger audience than this one. And this, I mean, the market for remakes is also huge. Uh, there was Dawn and there was... Uh, uh Nandi has also invested quite a lot of money in remaking Guru Daj, Sahib Devi or Gulam. which has uh, Priyanka Chopra in it. Alright, uh, moving on to our uh, last bit uh, for this episode, and uh, we found this pretty interesting. See, there are a million graduates and undergraduates and post-graduates in the whole world, but there will be only 200 such people who, from 35 different countries who will board a ship, and after six months, they will be given a degree. So it's a seaborne university. Yes. So, uh, what,
0: I mean, so you mean to say that all these people will be living on that trip for one year? Oh yes,
1: it's a floating campus filled with lecture halls, seminar rooms, library, Wi-Fi technology, 16 oh. weeks on board. And, yeah, it's so, going and to be they, fun. they'll
0: be moving across the
1: nations? Yeah, they'll be uh, going to places like Lisbon, Panama City, Auckland and Shanghai. These are the islands where they'll be dropping the anchor and uh, the the two subjects that they are being taught is international business and conflict studies, okay. and uh, the name of the ship is Scholarship. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the closest that India has come to doing is uh, SBI having a floating ATM in Kerala, world's first ATM. Right.
0: There is a floating hotel also in Kolkata. I think it's called Flotel.
1: How cliched can one get? Flotel <laughs> Scholarship. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Okay, and uh, that's about it. And as a parting note, uh, Tata Steel has completed 100 years. So we wish a very happy birthday to our uh, dear old Tata Steel and the dear very young Tata Steel.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because last time you said Tata doesn't make Uh as much news as Reliance does. So there you go.
0: Right. Tata makes news. It doesn't Uh make. So many controversial news, but I don't think after single controversy even we can say that because yeah. Tata has been making a lot of controversial news. You should join,
1: that. you should join the politics for being so diplomatic. Uh,
0: right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, incidentally, when Jamshedji Tata, the founder, wrote a letter to Dorab Tata in his last days, he said, make sure that you have lots of playgrounds for cricket, hockey, and plant a lot of trees and all that. So that's why Tata has always been associated with uh, what today is called corporate social responsibility. So that's about it from this episode of Busy Nation's Dando Takko Log on to www.theindicast.com and leave your comments there. We got a few comments last time when we spoke about the controversial Amul Macho ad. So we hope to get a few more this time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.